Geek Shock. Geek Shock. Geek Shock. Barry Manilow. Barry White. Oh, yeah, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Racist. You, you pulled an Andy. Oh, oh yeah. you're recording? God damn it. What? Son of a bitch. What? Canadians don't understand Barry White and Barry Manilow. I, that's one of my favorite duets of all time. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Barry White and Barry Manilow. <laughs> Baby. Bing, bing, bing. I made it through the bedroom, I think, was the combination mm. of the What about the, the trio of them with John Denver? Oh, hopefully that's not breakable. I just <laughs> dropped it. <laughs> Whoops. I just oh, dropped the fragile presence. Yeah, I, I think yeah. it is, dude. You're it fucked, is. dude. Oh, shit. <laughs> is Good it supposed time. to rattle like this? <laughs> I don't want to take you to the hot doctor tonight. What? I don't want to take you to the doctor tonight. Don't cut yourself oh. on it. I think you said heart doctor initially, but, uh, you uh, know, I it always comes out. I don't want to take you to the heart doctor. I can't I guarantee it. Yeah, I'm going to have to watch myself tonight. My mouth is a little... A little? A little? Great. Yeah. A little? Just just now it <laughs> yeah, happened? Yeah, okay. just, just today. No, no, I'll just... Uh, did you remember to put your Dr. Peppers in the refrigerator last week? I did. I have one right down here. Okay, hey. good. Welcome, folks, to Geek Shock number 466. I am Master Torgo. 80s Jeff. Commander K. Super Andy. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, I saw your Maple picture. Leaf, <laughs> Me too. <laughs> We're to talk week and geek. You did that on purpose, guy. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> Blow my ears out. Uh, gentlemen, what geeky things you do? Absolutely nothing. I, really? Nothing <laughs> in two weeks? <laughs> He's so full of it. Uh, I haven't so full really had any time no. to do You're excused. Yeah. Jeff, you have uh, all the excuses. Yep. That is fine. Well, then I, I do. I do actually want to take a moment and thank the the, the shock monkeys for their kind words. Um, for those that aren't aware, my mother passed away last Monday suddenly, and um, we ended up canceling the show um, so that we could just spend some time together. The guys were there to to help me through it. So uh, anyway, um, it's been a rough week, but made it through, and I'm actually you know feeling a lot better. Um, we we had the the service on Friday, which was a, a celebration of life as opposed to a, a sad time. So beautiful, lots of lots of laughter and stories. And uh, anyway, um, again, I just want to thank the the monkeys for the the kind words. And Jake, don't feel bad, <laughs> really, don't feel bad. <laughs> he, he felt so horrible. <laughs> Oh, he really Jakey felt horrible. Jake. Okay, I missed what Jake did. Oh, he, my he, God. He we, said, we put up the, in lieu of having a new episode last yeah. week, we put up the library episode from the week prior. Yeah. And I didn't put anything on it, just saying that we took some, and, some and, personal and, time. And within seconds, uh, Jake poor, puts on. Poor Jake's like, he said, Uh-oh, bank, bank show. show. Who died? Yeah. And oh. and I just I, I was like you know what he should they deserve to know why so I just told him and and he direct messaged me and was just like oh my god I'm so sorry I'm so, basically just profusely apologizing and I'm saying don't worry I didn't I <laughs> so didn't dark. take offense if it had I been, really didn't if it had been so. one of us we would have done a show I mean, it's no big deal <laughs> but uh, yeah, yeah that's right just, just yeah just know I I, I really don't. I don't hold anything against you. You shouldn't feel bad. He said he still feels like shit. Yeah. But I'm we just can laugh you, about it yeah. now, Jake. <laughs> he, he really shouldn't. So. Speaking of quip, uh, quick quip, Jake, uh, he is uh, doing a 
Santa Claus gift exchange for the monkeys. I guess that's on Facebook. He wanted me to announce it out there. Yeah, I think they did that last year, too, if right, I remember so, correctly. So uh, if you're interested, go to the Shock Monkeys Facebook page. Look for Jake's post. Shock Monkeys Lair. I, that's Shock Monkeys Lair. Thank you. And that's, uh, I believe it has a $25 maximum. So go on there. Check it out if you are interested in the Shock Monkey gift exchange. So, gentlemen, Jeff, you're accepted. Yeah. What geeky <laughs> things to do this week? Uh, does Buster Scruggs count? I did actually get a chance to watch that. Yeah. I needed to take my mind off of things, and I watched The Ballad of Buster Scruggs. Yeah. I watched most of it. Oh, well, <laughs> what part didn't you watch? Did you fall asleep? I think he you... only, I didn't think you didn't, was it five? There's five segments, Six. right? Six. I think he only watched three or four out yeah, of five. Yeah, I did four, and then the, the last two I kind of, I, I've, I, me and the Coen brothers, I, I've mentioned this on the show. It's love-hate. Yeah. I, Even for me. So I only have so much for for some reason I I hit a wall with them. Was the last I know what the last one was? Is the one before that the uh, um, the, the first one was amazing? Yeah, yeah. Ballad of Buster, Buster Scruggs itself. I'll, great I'll, story. I, I I saw a lot of posts of people who just couldn't watch beyond that because they thought that was too ridiculous. And I was like, no, that's the whole point. It's yeah. What I describe it as it's it's Quentin Tarantino's uh, Roy Rogers movie. Pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's pretty glorious. Yeah. And and. and I think the tones varied so much throughout those stories right. that I think by about the fourth story, I'm like, okay, I'll probably return to this later because I'm getting some fatigue. So was right. this second to last one the one with the, the woman, the Oregon Trail one? Or yes. The, okay, that, that's, that is a long one. Yeah, mm-hmm. so long as it's the longest one, it is. Uh, That's a definite Cohen tragedy. Yeah, it's 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 wow tragedy it's, when there was hope. Yeah, you know. Yeah, it's it's great. Yeah. But yeah, it's. Uh, yeah, I came in and out on that one, so I kind of got the basic idea. Yeah. But I'll probably revenge re- revisit that one. Yeah, you'll probably but, revenge it. Did you just? Say? I might. <laughs> uh, I have to. Revenge. Tom Waits, man. I had no idea yeah. who else was watching. And I was like, <laughs> Whoa. Well, it totally looks like Tom Waits, though. but I wasn't looking for Tom. I was looking, oh. for an actor. I was looking for an actor. I wasn't thinking Tom oh. Waits is an actor. I'm like, who is that? He looks familiar. Who is he? And I'm like, oh, that's a really odd. I didn't know what the hell was going on for like the first half of it. Mm-hmm. Is but, that uh, the gold miner one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I did see that one too. Yeah, that was the last one, wasn't it? That's the the prospector. The prospector. One, yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's. I think that's the last one that I full, was fully engaged in. Yeah. Um, what yeah, that's a. Ri- talking about? It's a Coen Brothers series of short films put together all in the Wild West style. On Netflix. On Netflix. Yeah. Okay. It's called The Ballad of Buster's Grugs. I thought it was like going to be six episodes, but it's like one long. Yes. Um, I loved the uh, transitions. I love the, the book, book transitions. transitions. Yeah. yeah. That is a glorious way of framing right. that kind of story. Yep. I kind of liked the James Franco one. Where James Franco was great. It was fun. Yes. <laughs> I like that one. Yep. The guy wearing the, the freaking cast iron pants. Yep. Yep. He's just. If you want to. If you, you want to watch or just watch parts of the second time, go back and those book plates, pause it on them, and there's there's stuff in the in the story on those pages that's very interesting. It's glorious, and it, it truly does match what is about to, or what has just happened as yep. the story opens or closes. Yeah. So, yeah, I was trying to read that as fast as I could. Yeah. There's a real, the, the, the one, the Oregon Trail one, the li- they'll read the last line of the page of that. Okay. When, when, the, when it flips over and you're seeing the last page of the just story. Just at home. It's like, oh, that's, oh, yeah. Woof. Yeah. All right. That, that, that's one I am revisiting, so I will do that. Yeah. What else to do, gentlemen? I watched at least the first episode of the Mystery Science Theater Gauntlet on Netflix, speaking of, which that first movie is Mac and Me. Oh, yeah. From 1988, I think. 
which was the McDonald's and Coca-Cola funded E.T. Yeah. variant. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, oh, I've never watched it. No, me neither. Really? My, I knew about it growing up because my father right. is was a part of McDonald's. That's what he did. And so when that deal came through, he was very excited about this McDonald's funded E.T.-like adventure that never came nearby us. Oh, so we really? never really got to see it. Then it came out into the, into the video, and it looked dumb, so I never picked it up from the video. So the first Look time I ever see yeah, it. It is so, dumb. Oh, my God. <laughs> so wait, when you, oh say my God, yes. when you say your father worked with McDonald's, was he like a store manager, or is he like a guy that dressed up as Grimace? Owner-operator. So the guy dressed up as Grimace? Yes. Gotcha. Okay. And you, well, you, that and Mary, Mary McShee. You know, he 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 was multifaceted. Multi. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> was one of the damn fry guys. <laughs> he's not that small. Yeah. I don't think he's that, Ronald. He's Ronald. He's not yes, that know, cool. Yes, he, no one's that cool. He was Ronald. Yeah. No way. How who, did you know? Would you guys quit trying to save the fucking joke <laughs> and just get on with the story? No, seriously, he wasn't. Uh... No, seriously. No. Seriously. Somebody, somebody famous was one of the Ronalds. Probably, maybe. Uh, Tim Curry. The weather guy. Yes. Um, yes. Uh, shit. Why can't I think of his name right now? Wilford Grimley? totally no, see his face guy. in my head. Now, here we go. Willard yeah. Scott. Willard Scott. He that's was it. the first Ronald McDonald, a frightening-looking Ronald McDonald, built out of McDonald's trash. Yes. Willard Scott. Uh, wow. He had a cup for a nose. Yes. Uh, our, our Ronald McDonald in our area was a guy named Dick Stoner. He w- ran a... Of course it was. A magic shop oh, in Fort Wayne, Indiana. <laughs> what a name! And he was now a great guy. Stoners. He was a great guy. <laughs> what a dick! I don't know. That's nice one, Andy. It's also his shop where, as a small kid, I bought a book on how to build haunted houses, which shaped my life forever. Oh, man, I would think so. Oh, such a glorious book. Wish I still had it. Anyway, what is I talking about? Mac and Mac me. And Mac yeah. and me. So that's the first time I've seen it, is this Mystery Science Theater. This well, is a glorious episode. I was going to say, it's got to be the best way to see it. <laughs> oh, my God. And I cannot believe this movie. I mean, like it's most Mystery awful. Science Theater movies, of course, that it ever existed. But that this was at least attempted to be popular at the time when I grew up. It was a pretty well, big was, budget movie, right? Yeah, it's a one, one of, the, of a few mainstream movies that they have done on MST. Instead of... Reese's Pieces, it's Coke. Mm-hmm. Mac loves Coke, and they actually lure him with a series of Cokes. It's it is so the kids like got a razor blade and is chopping yeah. lines. Yeah, to- because Coca Cola. If you, if you looked like Mac, then yeah, you'd want to be having some blow too. But no, like these little half full can of Cokes with straws in them along the way. It, it's so dumb. And then there's a massive scene at a McDonald's. Which is having a birthday party where Ronald McDonald is doing tricks for nobody because no one's paying attention to him, and their dance scenes break out for no reason. Dude, shit it's went so... down to McDonald's in the eighties, dude. None of my McDonald's parties look like that. <laughs> well, with all that coke flying around, yeah. and apparently this film is Jennifer Aniston's very first screen appearance. Oh my she, god, she was one of those dancers in that <laughs> scene. Although I, I looked for her, I couldn't see her in it. But oh my god, I look forward to Dude, more McDonald's of McDonald's pizzas just flying out there. Like, have a pizza, you know. tacos. The next uh, film in the gauntlet is Atlantic Rim, which is, is oh the god. asylum version of Pacific say, is that Rim. An asylum oh picture? my god! Yeah. So yeah, they chose some great movies. Wow. I'm so excited for the rest of this. So, like six of them, right? 
Yeah, six of them, and I believe there's more coming. That's so the theme, this is the, apparently. Yeah, this is the first round because it was put out on Thanksgiving for Turkey Day based on the old Turkey Day marathons they yeah, used yeah. to do back in the old days. So glorious Joel Hodgson and Netflix people. Mwah, love you. You're great at what you're doing. I had a little bout of uh, insomnia this week, so I was up at a couple weird hours trying to do something. Join the club. Yeah. Uh, I ended up watching something I think you'll get a kick out of, Jeff. Uh, uh, what the hell is it? The Ministerio. It's basically the Ministry of Time in Spanish. Okay. And it's a, a Spanish series uh, with uh, the Ministry of Time, who are it's based in Spain. Okay. Uh, so they're time traveling in Spain. They can only time travel in Spain. Um, and they don't I hear that's a thing. And they don't have a time machine. They have uh, the Ministry, and they walk in the Ministry. There's a Spiral staircase going down that goes down to a bunch of little side trails, and all those side trails go to doors that go to different times. So it's at a church. Yeah, it's it's a, a nondescript. No, no, building. no. Ministry, as in government. Okay. Yeah, it's a government thing. In fact, one of the things going on is that people are pissed off because they've cut the Christmas bonuses in the first episode, and so what they wait they one with one of their the group they're following drop goes to the door, and they and they, they tell them to give this guy the, this letter, and he'll and he'll help you. So they, he goes to tell him what to do, and then they give him the letter, and he opens the letter. They're cutting the Christmas bonuses. Damn it! You know, it's just it's weird. It's got the whole bureaucracy thing going on top of it, but this, it's weird time travel. And I'm like learning Spanish history. I didn't know, and you know the Spanish character. And it's like there's a line where they go, "What are we gonna do now?" And he goes, "We're Spanish. We'll improvise." <laughs> you know, I'm like, okay, apparently Spanish improvise. <laughs> I don't know that. Didn't know that. Where, where did you end up seeing this? It's on Netflix. Okay, and it's. Uh, Subtitle, so I'll be, have it. It'll take me a long time to watch it because okay. I tend to watch while I'm doing other yeah. stuff. So, subtitle stuff I got to work at. You're selling me because I, I this sounds really good. It is very interesting. The uh, the the three people they've got the main crew you're, wa- you're watching is a uh, a guy from the 16th century, I think. He's a he's a soldier uh, who they 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 come and rescue him from being about to be executed. So they grab him off and and uh, the other one's a woman. In the 1800s, I think, who's uh, the first, supposed to be the first uh, college student woman. Uh, and then the last one's modern day guy who's a paramedic. Okay. And um, See, you lose me at subtitles. I don't want to read when I watch my shows. I, I know you don't, yeah. So I'm just like, no, next. I'm down. I'm, yeah, yeah. I read my shows anyway. Oh, and they don't take them out of their time and bring them to the ministry to live. At the end of the... When they're done with their mission, they go back to their time, and they, they spend their time in their own timeline. So they wipe their memory or something? No, nope. they just they, they're just they're just cool about it. Okay. <clears throat> all right. So the guy in the 1600s just is cool about cool about the, it. All the stuff he saw, but I'm gonna keep it secret. Yeah, yeah. Okay. He's actually he's actually the I mean he's sort of the 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 cool macho character in the thing. He's 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 a guy with honor and and all that and. The uh, the paramedic is already starting to do stuff that's going to screw up the timeline. It looks like he's he's using the door for his own purposes. I can see oh. there's I can see there's a bunch of uh, not, not nefarious. He's got a dead wife. He goes back to see, um, but I can see there's a whole bunch of weird places going to go. I can I can see that it's going to. How many seasons? Three seasons okay. on Netflix. And, I think uh, three seasons entirely. I think I looked up. There's only three. Are seasons. Spanish seasons like America or like Britain? Uh, you know, I didn't check how many episodes there were actually. But, Neither uh, they have fifty per season. It's wild. That's right, and it's all <laughs> improvised because they're Spanish. <laughs> that's, they're Spanish. Spanish. That's, what, that's what they do. 
I've been watching a lot of YouTube history stuff. Ah, on that kick, huh? Um, eh? Yeah, it's uh, every every history channel that does something on the Bronze Age collapse. I uh, I watch. That's your thing, Is the it? Bronze Age collapse. Right, right now, now it's That's just your... it's really fascinating because <clears throat> they gloss over it in school, yeah. and and actually it it was like a huge thing. You you keep thinking of you know t- history like this linear progression, and the Bronze Age actually was this really height of empires. Um, all that even though they went to war with each other, they were also interconnected with trade and um, a lot of a lot of functioning civilized civilization. And then everything went to shit and it got so bad that like the Greeks forgot writing for a couple hundred years. They were like Wow. The, yeah, the Mycenaean Greeks who were the who would be the Greeks who were at the Trojan War with, you know, Agamemnon and all that stuff, that that culture existed. And then after the Bronze Age collapse, they literally went into this dark age where they literally even forgot writing. I mean, it was just... It wasn't everybody who's writing at that point, though. It was, it was probably an elite bunch, and that's why they died out, or...? Um, no, because it, I mean, it was used in trade and stuff. So sure, basic farmers, maybe not, but, uh, writing evolved for the purpose of, uh, commerce. Mm -hmm. So, um, um, it's a, it's a little more, I mean, it's a little more complicated than that because it just, uh, the elites and the collapse of civilization, nothing being supported and trade Basically, trade failing is what had a lot to do with it, because it, it, the, the the interconnectedness of the trade in the whole Eastern Mediterranean and Middle East was just huge. It was really, really fascinating, hmm. and then and uh, and how it collapsed and everything, uh, the Sea People invasions, and it, it was it was all it's really cool. So, I I just so and there's like the Epimetheus is a channel. Where he does some interesting, it's funny. He has a, that's the channel, Epimetheus. Yeah, Epimetheus, and uh, that he. This is Epimetheus, and I am talking today about the Bronze Age collapse. You know, and he does his own art, and it, it oh. it's kind of like Knights of the Dinner Table. It, it's it's kind of bad is art, but Epimetheus spelled an I or an E. E. Okay, and uh, uh, he does. Greek yeah, yeah, really. He <laughs> does his. And um, they were that other girl from Epimetheus. I don't. Right. Kings wow. and generals. Oh, that's weird. The girl from <laughs> Epimetheus. As we drove up, stroke? as we drove up tonight, I said to Kay, "I've got watching the girls back walk by stuck on my head, which is you know a very similar Shh. yeah." <laughs> that's 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 the connection. A whole I'm, different song. Yes. <laughs> I'm God, Todd I'm is so here. weird. It is so weird. You just said they connection. Are ver- they are in a very small school. You just said you just said connection. James Burke is a British historian who did a history series called 
connections. Hey, oh, well. See, that's and crazy. we're talking about history. Right. That is so weird. It's, ah. so, it's, uh, it's fucking t- crazy. History is a circle. Yeah. Yeah. Circle? You said circle, <laughs> but... Um, <laughs> oh, come on. There's kings and generals, uh, which is another one. Um, and that one was cool because they're breaking down the evolution of the the Macedonian phalanx as well as uh, manipular legions of Rome and the different... Wait, wait, wait. What did you call them? Macedonians? Yeah. I don't say Macedonian. Okay. Why not? Macedonian. Because Macedonians? Because then you don't get the nuts. Yeah. It's a hard C. I didn't know that. It's Greek. Yeah. I, You know, English bollocks is it up. But I was watching this. There's an Italian dude. It's really funny. He calls himself Metatron. Um... Uh, but he talks a lot about martial arts and all sorts of uh, uh, history stuff. Dude, you said martial wait. arts. Hold on. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A dude named Metatron is talking martial arts and history. Yeah, it, it's weird. But he <laughs> talk, I love, no, I love it. He this talks a, a lot about legionary stuff. This but is a he's Kirby Italian. Character. So when he talks about Caesar, he says Kaiser. Because ah, that's yes. actually the yeah, appropriate the, pronunciation. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. So it's really funny listening to him, and he'll be like, "But, but then you had the Julius time, Kaiser, of Kaiser, <laughs> yeah. and actually, yeah, and and it's like my brain goes to World War One, which sure. is another channel I've been watching with Indy Nidell's uh, World War One series that's now in uh, World War Two. So the week in World War Two. Have you talked about that on the show before? I can't remember if you have. Yes, yeah. I I remember suggesting yeah. it to the to the gang as the World War Two uh, series began. They they were following they're they're following the war day by oh, day. You did yeah, mention this it. Yeah. week in 1939 yeah. and blah blah blah, and that's been pretty cool too because he he goes in he he goes in depth and uh, the with the week by week once again a lot of stuff that you don't really pick up in school. The, the atrocities were starting like immediately. They conquered Poland in September. The last week of September, first week of October, they had started doing things like putting the Jews in ghettos and rounding up other people and establishing death camps and stuff like that. Um, well, what would become the death camps because they actually hadn't started the whole thing. But the Einsatzgruppen going around and starting to slaughter people, that stuff was starting like immediately like the first wave of Wehrmacht would take a territory and then the uh, the special action groups would come in right behind them and start wow and it was like I kind of remember school talking about that but it had never been really impressed that Man, that's sure how fast it was really shocking wow. so um, it, it you know just tons of stuff that's really all I've been all I've been doing I uh it's the holiday season. Everyone's getting crazy busy. I between gigs and sure. other work and stuff. Yeah. yeah. yeah I'd like to see stuff. Creed two. Okay. That looks actually very interesting. Stuff to see Creed one. Yeah, I know. I haven't that's why I haven't It's a good one. Well that'll do it. It's a good one. Yeah. I've heard great things. In the two weeks we've been gone, we we watched John Wick and Todd John. Oh Wick, that's what yeah. there you Remember you go. said you'll finally watch John Wick, you now watch John Wick two. Yep. And John Wick I, one's better, right? Um I think they're equally yeah, I'd, I'd as say awesome. That I was impressed that they actually made a John Wick 2 work because it starts out, I'm like, we're doing the same thing again. And then it's like, oh, we're going this direction. That's interesting. Okay, yeah. No, I, I like them both a lot. 
Wonder what they do for three. Yeah, was right. Say, they're that's already working up. on chapter three. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like as we speak, working on it. It destroys I, everything. I think it's coming out this summer, if I remember right. Let me look. Timeline that seems right. Yeah, and the boy, oh boy, that that the use of color and stuff in that movie, just the oh, just the really? cinematography. Dude, apparently, you, the use of colors are my favorite words in cinema. Apparently, in the uh, the 4K HDR version, the colors really pop. Wow! I I I, I oh, saw yeah, like a small, a little small. We don't scene see of it in 4K. Yeah, we see in. I just saw a small clip of it when I was at Best Buy. They had it mm-hmm. on the. I like, see it was Captain just like K. a like a 10 second action clip, and the the that primary color palette just like everything was just brilliant. It's not on even the what screen. made that movie good, though the color. It's the the fight sequence. Well, and the yes, gunplay. but it's the combination of those things. <laughs> the violence. No, 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 no. The Canadian no, no, steps no, no, up. No. The violence. <laughs> the fact that you actually see him like re- load, actually shoot yeah. like nine shots. I know. Reload, and it's all continuous. That one. was one of the th- uh, um, a gun nut friend of mine. Actually, he was like. That's like. He would just sit there, and we. It was John Wick two and the catacombs fight. And he, okay, sorry. But but I, we're watching uh, so the catacombs fight. Speaking in the away. microphone, not your cup. <laughs> <laughs> I was thirsty. Anyways, go on. Thirsty for knowledge. In the uh, oh, catacombs fight, he's like, you can account for every shot. And look at the way he just, he he, he checks his chamber after he loads. Yeah. It's yeah. just, they I love that. They incorporated every single way that you could check your breach yeah. that they could <clears> think <throat> of. And with, that was working with a weapons expert. Mm-hmm. It was, mm-hmm. it was actually it, pretty fascinating. But... You know what? Have you watched any making of docs on this movie? Because it occurred to me. Uh, I saw. I think there was one on the actual John Wick one. All right. Um, Blu-ray. Well, because because the dude, fight scenes. There are really. there are things where he's shooting people in the face, and you get a muzzle flash, and I'm like, they had to have CG'd that because that muzzle flash is right in that stuntman's face. Definitely, they have. Even without seeing it, I can tell you right now. They did that, and that that's CG. that's amazing because those it looks immaculate. It looks perfect. You you don't sit well, they there. Didn't, they didn't go to the same company that took away the mustache. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, <laughs> adding is easier than taking away. Oh. But um, but yeah, that's it, it's incredible stuff because the blood splats on the walls and things. I, I was like, a lot of that I'm sure is practical, but. It's the, like the third or fourth time he shoots someone in the face, I'm like, okay, shit, they can't do that for real, <laughs> you know. I still haven't seen it. I assume it's more of a straightforward action p- picture versus like a, a usual suspect's twist ending, Caesar nope. Soze kind right. of thing. Right, d- dude. To call it straightforward action, it does not do it justice. It's yeah. it's incredibly stylish. My best yeah. argument for those of us who are old enough is think of it as a 21st century. For action movies in the 21st century, it's sort of like Miami Vice was for 80s TV. Sure. In terms of sheer stylish. Not the same way, but just in terms of this is this is action with a stylish bent. And the world building is a little more complicated than you would think. Mm-hmm. It's actually really cool, the world building behind it. That's one of the things I really like about it. Yeah, it's uh, the inciting incident. Is a fairly simplistic no, one. It starts, but it starts as a basic adventure. Yeah, action but movie. his reaction to the situation is very complex. How he deals with 
the incident that occurs that leads him to the rest of the story is very complex and it's really fascinating. And the world he enters yeah. is not just a standard mook mafia organized crime world. It gets really uh, baroque and kind of gothic. Actually, it huh. it just yeah no dude it's it's I'll really there. it's, it's definitely really worth something. checking yeah, out yeah yeah whatever. <laughs> I want to put a big thank you out to fling, uh, Flinging Monkey Scoop. That is well, Flinging Monkey Scoop. Flinging Monkey Scoop. Uh, he's the one that sends the email a while back about how the river would, works as a good horror TV show. Actually, oh. sent us the River yeah. season one on DVD to watch. What? So, so thank you. I do look forward to checking this out. Yeah. Did you get rolling on the river? I have not rolled on the river. I've rolled on Mac and me and painting my minis. Right. You I'm did a get mini, a lot of painting done, I noticed. goddamn painter now. River. That is so weird. Yeah. Because Andy had it. told a joke, <laughs> and Joaquin Phoenix is playing the Joker in another movie, and River Phoenix was his brother. Dude, that is so weird. It's, 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 it's like... It's uncanny. It's kismet. Wow. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> I love how Andy is hysterically laughing over here at the joke at his own expense. It's funny. I'm rub that in. Oh, I know. Of all of the fucking... I know. Andy, of all of the fucking tangentials you've done, that one is the fucking... It's like you were like, ah, it's a bit of a stretch. Oh, my God. A bit. Armstrong couldn't reach that far. Well, I, was, I, was like, I wasn't sure what the fuck song you were talking about, so I was letting it go. But when Todd was like, a totally different song... I'm like, all right, I'm going to hammer this in. The Geek Shock book for December has been decided. It is a graphic novel month. It is Umbrella Academy, Volume 1, Apocalypse Suite by Gerard Way. That's graphic novel. Nice. So yeah. we will uh, be starting the discussions on that on the 8th. Uh, but take as long as you with to wish to read it. Uh, those who have Kindle Unlimited... Uh, with Comixology, that is available as a part of that subscription. How much is Kindle Unlimited? For a Comixology, it's like six bucks a month. How it's, much is Kindle Unlimited in general? Uh, that I'm not sure. I I buy too many books to even consider doing that. I'm, I'm, as far as I'm wait, concerned... Wait, 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 wait. You buy too many books. If it's unlimited, why would buying too many yeah, books Yeah, yeah, no. It, uh, all honestly, the stuff is unlimited. honestly, explain. Yeah. Uh, well, okay. Kindle offers a unlimited yeah. option where specific books are available for free for a subscription price. I think is maybe like ten bucks a month. Sounds, I'm not bothered. That sounds like a limit to me. Uh, there is a limit because not all books are on there. Uh, they tend to be more mid-lister books, which isn't bad. There's a lot of great mid-list stuff out there and a lot of independent books, but a lot of the the big releases aren't necessarily on there. Uh, I don't know if like Mike Cole stuff is on there. I know right, uh, Adam okay. Caesar stuff is on there for sure. Uh, Mary San Giovanni, some of the midlist horror authors are there, but I don't think Brian Keene is. So that kind of thing. Now the comicsology, what comicsology is a whole separate thing, where there is a basically a curated curated set of comics that are available, but there's a lot of them. Uh, no DC, uh, some Marvel. Most of them are independent comic creators from there. Uh, a lot of Dark Horse stuff is on there, a lot of Oni Press, uh, the smaller presses, Boom right. Studios. Is there a Kindle Unlimited connection? Oh, you said Comixology, Kindle Unlimited. Comixology is owned by Amazon. Comixology is a oh. digital comic buying okay. app. So if you got a 
but you you but you mentioned Kindle Unlimited at the same time. Yeah, you? right. I, I did that because that was one of misspeak. Oh, okay. Uh, uh, Kindle's not owned by both, Amazon. I think they're both yeah. owned by Amazon. Yeah, they're all Amazon, I, but they're not. They're not separate. together yet. That's correct. Okay. Because uh, that, that when I buy stuff for Kindle, sometimes it pops up Kindle Unlimited, and I'm like, is this worth it or not? It actually, I I I don't know. Maybe I buy enough shit, <laughs> and it, so I get that frequently. I'm going to make basically the same suggestion for both things. If you're considering buying Kindle Unlimited, uh, use Libby or Overdrive instead. That's the library app that attaches to most libraries out there that have subscribed to it, especially in the larger cities. Uh, it's like Kindle Unlimited, except it's the library and they have better choices. Uh, for They also have comics, but I'm not sure how many comics they have on there. Yeah. I, I guess I, as a weekend geek thing from several months ago, I fell down the rabbit hole of buying Captain Marvel comics, ah. which where Thanos first appeared. Oh, yes. falling down yet another rabbit hole, exa- huh? So, so I I got those first few comics because I was just like, oh, that the the first appearance was in like a issue of Iron Man. So I was like, oh, that's where Thanos comes from, and then I. I'll oh, get okay. Captain Marvel, and oh, oh, this is where his hair changes color, and oh, this is, and uh, uh, whose hair changes color? Captain Marvel's. Oh what? yeah, uh, did anybody else see the extended trailer? No, tonight? but no. Uh, the, I should say the new trailer. They, they premiered it like a trailer during. They premiered Monday it during night football, football, so I didn't see it. I was actually going to come get you, but you were. In the bathroom, I was, so I decided uh, to let you be. Yeah, I'm glad you let me be. <laughs> that, that, that was best for everybody. <laughs> well, I wasn't sure who was in there at the time, so sure. I started walk back to your to room to say, "Hey, do you want to see the trailer?" I pause. Oh, you're you're that's you in the bathroom. Never mind. So you just didn't wait. You just oh, I watched it. <laughs> it was good. You no, can no, sit there I'm, and I'm keep it on pause, but I, oh, I could have, but it's, I didn't. It's on the internet now. Everybody can yeah. see it. So what that's think? the other reason I didn't yeah. do it because as soon as it's premiered there, it's immediately on YouTube. Uh, I like I you know I liked it. I'm very excited for the movie. When does it come out? Um, March, May? No, yeah, you're right. March, March, because March and then May is Avengers four. Oh boy, May seventeenth is uh, John Wick three. John Wick 3. It is this year. Oh, you already looked it up. Nice. It's not this year. It's, it's next, next year. year. Yeah, I know. It's May 17th this year? But Within only a few wait. months away. Mm-hmm. Within a year. Yeah. Okay, I don't know who to blame this on, but I think I can blame Andy. it on Barry. I'm sure. No, okay. Good. Oh, okay. I dodged one. Good. <laughs> I received a card in the mail. Oh, boy. And it says, congratulations. And it's got a girl on the front giving the okay sign or... Or white power, depending yeah, on white who you power, ask. Yeah, white power, yeah. And <laughs> and for whatever you did to deserve this, and press with the the music thing. I'll hand this over to Kay, but be careful because it can cause a mess if you're if you're not careful. Oh, is it full so, of uh, confetti? Oh, it's a it's a confetti bomb thing. It, no, yes and no. Yes, because uh, it's gonna come shooting out at me. I, I, I did. Don't even point that at me. Press it and, and right at right, right at Matt. Uh, <laughs> Matt's being Matt's causing a mess now. <laughs> There's no, there's no bomb in there. You're it fine. It doesn't seem to do anything. So I press the button, and immediately it starts doing orgasm moans. Oh. And then I'm like... And you can't find the button, Kay. Interesting. I... <laughs> <laughs> I'll give you that one. That was hilarious. <laughs> the, the look on his face right now. I'm <laughs> clicking the button. 
But nothing's it's, happening. And as soon as it began, you say that all the time. <laughs> as soon as it began, I'm like, I know what this is. I've seen this online. Sons of bitches. So I carefully open it up. Because this is how it's supposed to go. You press that button, and it engages the... It's a not-safe-for-work card, basically. It engages the orgasmic moans. They don't stop till the battery runs out, which is usually uh, like an hour or two away. And so once... So you press the button again to stop it. That just turns up the volume. (laughs) Very clever. So what you do is you rip it open... And this is where I was careful. If you're not careful, it releases the bag of glitter that's hidden inside oh the card. Oh, my God. That would get everywhere. This, this sounds di- like Barry. This is diabolical. It's got to oh, be Barry. So here is the mechanism itself, uh, this little electronic chip. It has fake wires involved, so you can pull wrong wires <laughs> to stop you it. Are shitting me? So as you're pulling wires, it still doesn't stop. It's good, it's good to know the Unabomber still gets some work. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, and finally, you, you stop it and break it apart. But yeah, that's, that's a, that's, it's we kind of magnetized it. together. <laughs> so whoever sent it to me, you got me to engage it, but I, I'm on to you. I know it's what. And if it's you, Barry, fuck you. I know what you're up to. Mm-hmm. And, and it was actually a good move because you actually got me to press the button. Fake wires and the volume increases. Right. It's, it's glorious. Uh, I do want to shout out the company. It's called uh, RuinDays.com, if that tells you anything. <laughs> so, yeah. So, thank you for the whoever sent it to me, the laughs and all the glitter. My wife really likes the glitter. <laughs> So, before we begin... And now you've got glitter all show, over your pages there. What else is new? My, my pages deserve glitter. That's, that's the life no I live. No one deserves I'm glitter. Glad the, I'm going to get the script. The script got to go to the strip club this week. <laughs> script? Now, script I heard, what? I heard, I heard strip, strip club. and then I heard strip. It's funny, because it sounds like something else. No, never mind. This is something, something else? <laughs> oh, God. Wow. Easy there, man. <laughs> wow. <laughs> What were you saying about a strip club? I say I'm glad to know the script got to go to the strip club. Oh yes, well, it, the, the script is heavy enough; it, it deserves some. Oh, good time. a script went to the strip club. Yeah, okay. So, so Matt kind of heard it, ish. Yeah. What was I talking about? Uh, <laughs> you were talking about before. before. Yeah, the Unibomber sent you a card. So we yeah. were we were given gifts. Ah, yes. we, this was a Scully's, I believe. Really, Matt? Please don't do it. I, I will probably be doing editing <laughs> editing this down so that you don't have to listen to all this paper. Oh, yeah, opening. it is breakable, so I broke mine. <laughs> you did? No. But <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. Oh, that's cool. So Scully sent us Prince of Awesomeness. This is radio. So, gentlemen, what did you receive? I got a Thank God It's Friday TGIF with Jason's face on it, which framed, which is glorious. I love this. Thank you, Scully. I got Blade Runner pretty much. Or, or um, oh, I, I see. Uh, what's the show on Netflix, too? Alter uh, Carbon? There we go. Yeah. What'd you get, Kay? Middle Earth Heavyweight Championship Mordor Arena. The Lord of the Ring versus Gandalf the Grey. Oh, that's, that's awesome. That's a, that's a truly an old school 
<laughs> that's <laughs> awesome. Boxing advertisement. That's glorious. Yeah, in the that's, 30s, yeah. That is really cool. Jeff? Uh, I have what is like a old 80s uh, VHS tape um, case that says Super Nostalgia 80s. Love it. Love it, love it. I just got a perfectly ordinary stained glass window picture. Ah, of, of Cthulhu. Cthulhu. Yeah. <laughs> That's cool. <laughs> Thank see, you, see, Scully. Now, awesome. now the gauntlet's been dropped. you got to do that on one of Kay's windows. Right, exactly. Ooh, I love it. Thank you, brother. That's <laughs> awesome. Thank you so much. Thank you, Scott. Am I really yeah. putting out the dystopian vibe? I think I am, aren't I? You okay. are the most dystopian Canadian yeah, I've okay. ever met. All right. Yeah, <laughs> Andy's apocalyptic. But you're dystopian. <laughs> yeah. Every Canadian I meet at work is like so positive, and you're like, everything's fucked. Fuck this. Fuck this world. Fuck this planet. I'm done. <laughs> All right, gentlemen. There's a lot of news, so I'm going to start getting to it. But first, news you don't give a shit about. Yeah! What is the name of those little water creatures in World of Warcraft that are so iconic? Murlocs. Murlocs. That is what Andy just sounded like when he said no. (laughs) (laughs) He nailed the Murloc. I'm impressed. He kind of probably did nail the Murloc. Hey, you know what I mean? Hey, know what I mean? Hey. All right. News you don't give a shit about. Showtime's adaptation of the Xbox franchise Halo has lost its showrunner. Of course it has. Rupert Wyatt. Delays in the series production have caused a scheduling issue, meaning the Rise of the Planet of the Apes director won't be available. This is yet another setback in the long-developing series. It was first announced back in 2013 as the kickoff to Xbox's foray into original productions. The studio shuttered the following year, and it's been in development at Showtime ever since. At this point, the series is looking for a replacement showrunner, and is still casting for roles. No specifics were mentioned about what caused the latest round of delays facing Wyatt's exit, so it could be scheduling issues or other things. So Halo is getting off to a fantastic start. You know, I love that game, but there's a bunch of different Halo animated things out there, and I just can't bring myself to watch them for some reason. Halo's one of... I've played the first two. The second one, it's the only one I've done in its entirety. And co-opt with Jeff here. Nice. Yep. So that's part of the reason. And it's just a mythology and storyline that never grasped me. It's It was beautiful to look at, and I love the whole ring world aspect of it. But as a story, I never got behind the adventures of Master Chief. It was all about uh, Cortana for me. I loved Cortana. Yeah, it's. It, I mean, I'm not making excuses for it. The uh, the first two are really kind of the setup, and then three and four they really delve deep into the mythology of the rings and. And you've even read some of the novels. Uh, I've read one of the novels, and I've read a few of the graphic novels. Okay, yeah. Duncan's read a bunch of them, and he he's giving me little tidbits and stuff, and he's yeah. So there's there's a lot more to the the universe, and the first. Two halos don't really give you enough of the story. They really dig deep in four and five. So um, is two the one with uh, the Arbiter, or is that the third one? Arbiter is three, if I'm three, not mistaken. Okay. Could be four, though, but I'm pretty sure it's three. On one of the games you're... From square one, he'll be watching all 64. Yeah, yeah. Uh, 
one of the games if it you, ever gets made. Start, That's a chess reference. Yes, you start playing the uh, aliens. You, 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 the covenant. You're, yeah, you're, you're you're playing one of the covenant guys, and then eventually you team up. Eventually, right? Do I remember that right? Yeah. So you're teaming up with the arbiter. Yeah, against the flood. The flood and. Uh, and, and then the, other uh, stuff. The the really hardcore religious aspects of the covenant. It's uh, like I said. It's it's a really much more involved oh, story. Right. Uh, once the you flood get is it. what a third faction or something like a third race. The flood is a yeah. It's like a is mutation. Third is, is the part of part one that made race. me want to turn it off. That's what the flood was. Yeah, aren't they like a Frankenstein created type of thing that just ran amok? They're grossies that run at you. It yeah. Well, it infects humanoid life and alien life and turns it into something different. Then you swell up and yeah. So that's one of those. It's things. basically a parasite. A pair of what? Yeah. News you don't give a shit about. In an effort to compete with streaming services both established and in the works, AT&T has shared more of its ongoing plans for a platform that would come from Warner Media, which itself is the result of the company's acquisition of Time Warner. Whereas some streaming services have different tiers of membership based on advertising and picture quality, this service might be the first one that will vary the content you are able to access based on what membership tier you choose. Here's a thought. Oh. Why don't you just do your phone things and make the phone shit work instead of <laughs> worrying about streaming shit and cable shit? Yeah, but they own Warner Brothers God now. God so fucking it's... damn it. The streaming service will What's off- next? Verizon streaming service? Of course, yes, right? Yes, yeah. That is, yeah. That's coming. Yeah. And then Fido and Sprint streaming service. And that's then coming. fucking everything. Yeah, that's fucking everything streaming service is coming. The streaming service will offer three options to potential subscribers. The first one is called an entry-level package, while the second one is a premium <laughs> service with original programming and blockbusters movies package. And the third tier will give you access to everything from the first two tiers as well as, quote, an extensive library of Warner Media and licensed content, unquote. Oh, yay. I don't know what that means. <laughs> <laughs> no specific details have been revealed about the service's programming. Variety reports that content is expected to be licensed from, quote, outside providers. As for what that content might be, well, Warner is the king of all things DC-related, but DC has a service of its own at the moment, DC Universe. So they've added the uh, worst uh, elements of uh, Splinter streaming with DLC? Splinter streaming? They've splintered off all the uh, oh. into another streaming service. I don't know. And they're putting DLC in it. It's Yeah, yeah you're I'll right. just wait for the streaming loot boxes. I'll be next. Oh, oh, we're getting the loot boxes in a little bit. Yeah. Uh-oh. Loot yeah. Oh, wait, boxes? It's, it's next. Loot, loot oh, boxes. Oh, next. It's news oh. you don't give a shit about. You, buy, you might part. get HBO. Oh, that's Ooh. funny. You'll probably get Spike again, <laughs> but you'll, you might get HBO. <laughs> I love streaming service loot boxes. Fuck, you never know. That's great. Don't say it loudly. <laughs> Too late. <laughs> news you don't give a shit about. AT&T Boss, I want to thank this local podcast out of the Vegas area for giving us this great idea. Uh, streaming loot boxes next summer. They can't say that because then they'd want to pay it. They'd have to pay us. Oh, yeah, they'd have to pay right. Matt. Yeah, man. And then Matt, they, and then they, I become the guy. Hey, and then they, then oh, they, yeah. No. Then they do an '80s Jeff <laughs> wait, PR firm wait, where it you, all comes around you in a said circle. History is a full circle. God damn yeah. it! 
I was going there, but I was kind of <laughs> elegant with it. You no, 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 no. You got to rush it out, Matt. Get it God. out as quick as possible Damn. and her for her, her for her. Her for her for her. her, her. <laughs> There's the title of the show right there. How do you her spell for her for her. How do you spell it? I don't know. H-U-R-F. Her for her for her. Throw a G in there. There's got to be a G in there. Sure, why not? Her for her for her. It's the original G. Stop it. <laughs> I just spelled that out and I feel bad. <laughs> News don't give a shit about the Federal Trade Commission has pledged an investigation into loot boxes that are found within video games. An investigation was first requested by New Hampshire Senator Maggie Hassan in February of this year. At a Senate Commerce Subcommittee hearing, FTC Chairman Joe Simons told Hassan that he would be looking into the matter in an official capacity, per a report from Polygon. Loot boxes have become synonymous with modern gaming. These virtual items give the playable characters special in-game abilities, often at the cost of real-world currency. It's that reason that Hassan wants them investigated, having equated loot crates, monetization tactics, to gambling. Quote, loot boxes are now endemic in the video game industry and are present in everything from casual smartphone games to the newest high-budget release, the senator said. She added that her concern has grown due to the fact that loot crates are on track to becoming a $50 billion a year industry. Jesus. Possibly citing a report from Juniper Research released back in April. Is this the same organization that didn't understand the internet well enough to legislate it? Uh, They were the same ones that... Net neutrality. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm still crying. It's time for the FTC to investigate these mechanisms to ensure that children are being adequately protected and to educate parents about potential addiction and other negative impacts of these games, said Hassan, who also pointed out that there is similar legislation in place in Japan and the Netherlands. Loot boxes have recently come under considerable fan scrutiny as well. One example is with EA's Star Wars sequel, Battlefront 2 which ended up removing all in-game purchases after repeated accusations of trying to bleed more cash from people had already paid for the game. Worth noting that earlier this year, Hassan inquired about loot boxes to the Entertainment Software Rating Board, which resulted in them adding the now ubiquitous in-game purchases label to all games where they're used. Still no official word on when the formal FTC investigations will begin. Loot boxes suck. Yeah, they do. It's... I'm I'm so thankful that I haven't really done a lot of AAA gaming in the last eight or nine years. The fact that I've not had to deal with loot boxes at all, really. Does, so. WoW, does WoW not have them? You, no. What What's Yet. the name of that Marvel game you play? I didn't buy anything, though. You haven't bought anything no. on it? But they have loot boxes in there, basically. Yeah, but I didn't, yeah. I didn't buy anything sure. or use any crystals for it or nothing. So I was just, I know what it is. I have more patience for the whole loot box and in-game purchase angle for games that are free to play. I have no patience for that shit in $60 AAA games. I think it's ridiculous and it's disgusting, and I already see how it's making games that I already like worse because the I haven't played this last uh, Assassin's Creed because the one before it was already starting to become a grind. It is obvious. It's like, oh, you want to make this a little faster? 
purchase the in-game currency and buy these things. That way the game goes a little faster, won't feel so grindy. Apparently the new one is even more that way. And that is, they're intentionally making the games worse because the grind is exactly that. That's not the fun part of the game. Didn't you also have that problem with the, was it Star Wars Battlefront 2? Yeah, that's why I mentioned it in this last this I think article. I think mm-hmm. gamers are finally had enough because uh, EA's Battlefield 5... Is it Battlefield Five? Uh, could be. That's the latest one that was released. Yeah, down sixty-seven percent. They're I, panicking right I now. I just, I just today stumbled across a YouTube video. I didn't watch it, but it was some troll thing who said, "We congratulations to Blank for wonderfully trolling Battlefield Five and blah blah blah." And it, it made it sound like it was one of those. Uh, <clears throat> one of those man babies. Uh, oh no! I know what he's talking no, about. There's, there's a man baby argument because they allow for women's skins on there to play in the game. So if you want to play as a lady, you can, and that's not real to the war. So that's what happened was the, the lead programmer of the game came out um, prior to E3, I think, and said. Um, fine, then don't buy it, you uneducated, uneducated like fools about World War oh. II or something like that. And then, so I got, you know what? I just thanked him for had nothing to do with loot boxes, shit. <laughs> <laughs> like the like the gaming like the gaming community, they probably bought okay, us because like they called them out like that. It's a circle. Oh. It's <laughs> one of the reasons I've been so trepidatious into wandering into Fallout seventy six. One for all the piss poor reviews it's getting. Dude, that game's a piece of shit. I'm hearing that, and I'm hearing Holy that a lot. Holy sh- But a lot of that is based on that there's a huge... 20-year engine? It, there's a huge <laughs> in-game purchase aspect to the game that's all, you know, pay 60 bucks for this game and then buy more things in the game to make your experience better. You'll like this. It's uh, it's online, right? Push to talk is on all the time. No, so you keep so fucked up. <laughs> so you, I've seen videos of character creation, and even in character creation, you're sitting there customizing a character, and you hear little Timmy in the background getting yelled at by his mom. <laughs> Ain't right. I mean, I'm giving time to fix it. I'll eventually try it out. They'll eventually sell, send it to me through GameFly, but I don't have a lot of high hopes for it. Okay. I know people are out there playing it and enjoying it, but it's, that does seem to be the minority. Let me only play the role of the dumb guy because I am. Yes. What is push to talk? What does that do? The game has an invoice communication system. Okay. Usually games allow push to talk or open mic. It's open mic all the time. Push so to talk. So you're breathing, you're whatever, you'll hear it. Push to talk, you only hear that if you press a button in your key or your control. Ah. Uh, works like a walkie talkie. Yeah. So you don't have to. You can hear music in your own room or whatever, but no one else has to listen to it too because the only time you're going to talk is when you press the button. Gotcha. You don't have that option. So this doesn't have that. Okay. That does sound awful. Oh, yeah. It doesn't have the option. That's correct. You can't mute? That's correct. What the fuck is that all about? <laughs> it launched because they want to make the community. Oh, oh, oh all... it's a bug. Okay. No, that's no, it's that not. Was, that was, that that was the creation of the, the game. Okay, I, back to, to my original. <laughs> what the fuck is that about? You'd have to get, like, what, one of the third party headsets that has the physical switch for your microphone, I, I right? I guess, but yeah. yeah. An but, analog switch, yeah. That's yeah. that. That actually should be the norm for all computers and stuff. Is it a is physical for most a physical analog turn off? You know, I mean, they for, used to have it on the older game systems. Yeah, you but just I, well, it's, flip the switch. But now it's all 
you know, push the button on your your controller to right. it, turn it on, turn it off, etc., or go into the settings. It's fly-by-wire, and that means that viruses and malware can actually turn on your mic without you knowing it. It, it would be good if you actually had a physical switch that made a connection so it doesn't matter what's in your computer or console or whatever. You can turn off your mic when you want. I have spoken. You have. <laughs> and it's so there's, there's an Alexa thing going on here, too, right? It's like, oh, my God. Don't say her name. Oh, dude. Oh, wait, wait. Dude. Okay, Google. Alexa, subscribe to Geek Shock. <laughs> <laughs> dude. If, if, if only you said that with clarity. Alexa, <laughs> subscribe to Geek Shock. Beautiful. Um, Thanksgiving, Andy and I were at our friend Fancine and Jerry's, and Vernon was there, too. Surprise, and, surprise. And, <laughs> what does that mean? What does that mean? I, 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 it, I think it's leading to another Vernon story. It is. It is. Oh, okay, like, okay. It's leading to a Vernon story, <laughs> because they had, they have uh, an Alexa interface. Okay. Echo Dot, or whatever the fuck. The Google's version, yeah. Um. Yeah. And so they started playing with Alexa. They were like, Alexa, da, 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 Alexa, fine. Vernon had clearly never seen one before. He, he, it, yeah. <laughs> and he was totally he was totally like, Alexa. And he started off sort of. Uh, he was asking what? questions that were way too complicated. Yeah. And, and it was like, I'm sorry. I don't know that. I'm sorry. I can't help you there. And I'm then sorry. He'd, and then and he'd then, swear at it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and and it gave Alexa responses, but the beauty was when he finally went, Alexa, who is Vernon Wilmer? And there's a pause, and then Vernon Wilmer, born in blah 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 in the year da blah 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 blah, coming from the state of da da da. He's known for Star Trek: The Experience, but also had worked on uh, <laughs> Bethy's plate. And and Vernon is like staring. He's just like. Was it reading his IMDb page yes. or something? Yes, uh, it went right to his IMDb page, and his eyes were getting wider, and it was really funny because you, you could like, sort of... you Vernon, the future's now. Yeah, well, you could see somewhere in there, he's like, where is this going to go? You know? I think his he, favorite was a little, sites are. he was a little worried it would open up something. But warrant out for his arrest for the oh my God. <laughs> It was so damn funny because he... Uh, Calling It totally freaked yeah. him out. And then he was like... That's my IMDb page. That's what it opened up. But it was really, really funny. If you haven't done it yet, Kay, next time ask Alexa to beam you up. Ooh, oh, fun. Oh, yeah, that's the thing. The, the responses are fun. He was asking really complicated questions. He finally stepped away from me. I said, Alexa, who's your prettiest person in this room? I always say, who's the most attractive person in this room? And Alexa goes, whoever I'm talking to, of course. I'm like, <laughs> Beautiful, yeah. You, yeah machine. you can have. Fun. I would have loved to have been there, like seen him if it starts doing that creepy little laugh that that, that bug was out for like a week. <laughs> <laughs> well, that would have been pretty funny. There was a moment because my wife has a Fire tablet that occasionally while we're talking, it would start answering questions of stuff that we were talking about, and apparently we were saying something that sounded Alexa-like in our conversation. I like that. And yeah. so we'd just be talking, and then all of a sudden. The tablet decides to chime in on whatever we were, we were talking about a few moments ago. It's like the nearest Japanese restaurant is okay. Got, what? <laughs> yeah, we were just talking about that. Wait, what? <laughs> Shut up. It is kind of neat. You can play like music trivia ah, online against other people. 
Oh, um, that was one of them. He he kept going, Alexa, play, and he'd throw out a song, and it would go, I can't do that right now, but if you join Amazon... Uh, Music. Spotify. M- yeah, Spotify, you can... <laughs> it's actually trying to... It would play like 20-second samples. Yeah, and then if you want to hear the rest... <laughs> you want to yeah. make a good friend with anybody that has Alexa, the moment you walk into their home, go, Alexa, play Baby Shark. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> I have not actually heard that. I've managed to avoid that. I did listen to uh, James Corden do his cover of it with uh, a couple really big singers came up and did this like, really right. elegant version of it, but I have not heard the... Two of my nieces did that when I was back <laughs> visiting, and I, I'd said to my sisters, like, what's Baby Shark? And they just looked at me like... What? <laughs> How do you not know? Oh, I, you don't I, have kids. I pity well, those and then they children, explained yeah. it to me, and I'm like, yeah, I'm so glad I didn't know that. Before. For those out there who don't know what Baby Shark is, you'll have to ask Alexa. Alexa, play Baby Shark. Good. That was good. News you don't give a shit about. The rap reports that YouTube is planning to ditch its premium subscription model and instead making all of it completely free to watch. The catch, of course, is lacing all that free content with unskippable advertising, something millions of YouTubers already do anytime they dial up frequently viewed crane videos or movie trailers or mini painting tutorials. But the service is betting... very specific <laughs> examples. <laughs> Claw machine I, videos. I, I, I assume we all know what these are, right? Yeah, okay. At least in my house. The service is betting its trade-off that viewers will be willing to live with for... Uh, for the commercials. Cobra Kai has proven a breakout success for YouTube. Oh, it's so good. Have you watched it? Uh, no, because I don't have the YouTube. I don't rep. have the premium service. You can w- watch it for like a week free oh, a and week. then cancel it, unlike oh. Jeff. I'm not going <laughs> to fall into that hole. <laughs> supported That's what by, I did. Support, all season. Well, now you won't have to. Supported by a free-to-view debut window back in May, its first episode was watched more than 51 million times, and the Karate Kid continuation series quickly received a green light for a second season. Oh, yeah. Uh, as for its overall approach to in-house entertainment, YouTube indeed plans to ramp up its lineup of original content in the coming year with a reported 50 new shows already in development, according to The Hollywood Reporter. Other than YouTube's mention of 2019 rollout, the Google-owned platform didn't disclose the specific start date when YouTube Premium will give way to its free ad-based successor. Have, have you guys watched like any CNN clips or like uh clips like that on youtube yeah occasionally when i'm skipping around i'll do that i don't have the premium service and i have to say it's getting fucking annoying they're getting to the point where like every three or four minutes you hit an unskippable advert and it's like it happens a lot and it's also that random it doesn't. It isn't edited in. It isn't smooth right. at all. Original Mid- content mid-sentence. is doing that now too. Yeah, uh, a lot of people. You you can subscribe to it basically in your settings when you're posting your video because I have experience with this. Yeah, um, you can set it to do multiple ads during, or you could do it before and after. I always did it before and after for ours so that it wouldn't interrupt the content. But so many people are getting more money doing the basically up to four ads per episode yeah uh i was watching something the other day that was it was only a 15 minute 15 minutes and you're exactly right about every three minutes the content stops it goes to an ad and then comes most of the time 
right back into the content. So yeah. you're sitting there for like a minute and a half going, am I going to remember fuck, where, skip, where this was skip. when it comes yeah. back? Yeah, and it won't it won't. Because if it rolled back it's a few seconds, jarring. yeah. Because yeah. it's like, you're, you're, you know, and it, it breaks in at the weirdest times. Yeah. It, it, it's like I was watching this thing. Uh, they were talking about electric motors, and I was getting into God the. God damn it! No, like a physical electric motor. Okay, but they were was talking about engineering and so forth, and <laughs> and the science behind it. You know, I love my science. Science, videos. science, science, science. I love how he's rolling his eyes. No, it's like wow, this no. isn't geeky at science. all, Jeff. No, no, science. <laughs> no. I get it's it's electric motors and cars that. I didn't. I never minutes. said cars. Really? You you said cars. I, know, I said an electric motor. But I'm motor. damaged. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, so they're they're getting into this technical explanation of what makes this this newer motor different from you know oh, the original use it design. In the Tesla, right? And it no, it wasn't. Fuck UK. Let him talk. It <laughs> it broke in at a at a technical description, and I'm like, what? And then it comes back out, and I swear there were some words missing in between because I'm like, wait a minute. Usually they and roll back a few seconds. It it doesn't. It it felt like it skipped a few seconds. And that's what you Because I tried to piece. roll back, and then I had, of course, watch the goddamn ad again. Hmm. Yeah. I wonder if... Yeah, it, yeah, you can't. They won't let you skip it because there have been a couple times I'm like, fuck this, and I'll hit pause, and then I don't I'll mind get the hell it, out. And then I go back in, and boom, they hit you right again. I wouldn't mind normally if they make you watch the ad as long as I could go back and then, okay, now I've watched the ad. I'm going to go back and do the content mm-hmm. and blah, blah, blah. Now, but, Jeff, I know you watch YouTube through Chromecast. Uh, occasionally, most yeah. Most of the time. Yeah. But is there another way that you watch it? Um, on my tablet. Okay. Uh, Kay, how do you watch YouTube? Xbox 360. And it's interrupting with on that one, huh? Oh, motherfucker. It does yeah. it on all the platforms. I don't remember. That's because I... On, I usually watch YouTube on our PS3, and that's because PS3 has the best remote control ever released for a console. <laughs> and I don't believe it is ever interrupted on the PS3 app. It might just be the, the people that you're subscribing no, to don't choose it to isn't do it. Because Plush Time Wins has interruptions, but only if I watch it on my phone, and if I watch it on the tablet, it'll interrupt with ads. If I watch it on the PS3 app, it goes straight through. Hmm. And there are other groups too. I like I, I think Miniac might do it, which is a mini painter. That's interesting. And those ads cut in. Sony's running around right now. What? what? <laughs> and but on the PS3 app, it doesn't seem to do that. So it's pretty annoying. I mean, it it pops up oh, a know. lot. I and uh, I didn't realize until we started talking here. I'm like, wait a second. Yeah. PS3, I'm never having this problem. I'm actually, I watch a lot of top tens, uh, his, uh, biographics. It's uh, Simon Whistler who does a lot of those uh, top ten videos, and he does a lot of information videos now. And he actually has started doing his own endorsed ads right in the middle. He'll like, you know, <laughs> it'll be funny because he'll be like, Let's take a break for a moment from talking about the Holocaust so I can tell you about Squarespace, <laughs> right? He apologizes up and down. He's like, I know this is annoying coming in the middle, but, and then he'll explain ad revenue. Yeah. And then he actually talks about, he apparently, it looks like those guys make an effort to use what they're sponsoring so they can, because he'll always say, I used it myself to do blank, and this happened, so I think it's really cool, and he goes on and on. And at first, I was like, God damn it. But with all those others that have those choppy interruptions, 
I'm actually kind of glad he does one thing and he does it himself and it's right in the middle and you actually can fast forward through it, but it's at your own hazard because you, you don't know where you're going. It's because he's deciding his own where YouTube's deciding time-wise where exactly. they're sticking it in. Exactly. So, I mean, I'm kind of thankful for that. And a lot of people are doing that kind of that kind of ad thing as opposed to the YouTube monetization. Oh. And I'm very happy. I wonder if there's an option when you're putting those things in, when you're when you're giving them permission. I wonder if you could put stops in there so you could actually set where they would pop in. So you Honestly, could, I don't know. Yeah, that, that that would be a smart thing. It'd be something I'd have to look into, but, but it, I will it didn't give me the option back when I was doing the show. I will say when I watch it on the tablet, it and I use a uh, the Apple tablet, the line that shows the timeline, it has little yellow marks where all yeah. the ads will be. Yeah. So at yeah, le- I've as, seen that. So at least it's not like it's coming out of left field for the beginning. You know how many ads you're going to be dealing with. I'm just, uh, it's not that, yeah, I, 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 on the yellow lines, I totally, I can see where when it's coming. It's just the way that it separates out the content is. Right. Sure. And I honestly it's don't. Not, it's not natural and it's, it's just annoying. Yeah. If you could choose a place, that'd be better. But I have seen some YouTube shows that there's like one ad close to the beginning and there's like three ads close to the end, really close together. So, so you're able to just figure out, decide something about your own channel. Or at least, or you at least put a YouTube say, put it wherever the fuck you want. I don't know. On a related note, um, Hulu, I have for free through my cell phone service, and if you watch it on the phone or the tablet, you have the commercial breaks because the free version you have to watch the commercials. You can't upgrade to the commercial free. But if you watch it on, like, say, the Xbox or the PlayStation, when it gets to the commercial break, it just does that little spinny gauge thing like it's like it's buffering okay. each ball of death. and doesn't actually play the commercial it just jumps right to the next part of the content and i, I thought that was hilarious thing. i don't know but uh i was watching it on the xbox one i was watching uh one of the uh the few remaining dc animateds that was on there and i got to the first commercial break and i was bracing myself for the 40 plus seconds of commercial content and suddenly it looked like it paused, and I'm like, here goes the commercial, and then it went right back into the content, and I was like, oh, this is kind of cool. Yes, sir, I like it. Yeah. News you don't give a shit about. <sighs> Netflix has canceled Daredevil after three seasons. Holy crap. <laughs> oh, I would say I'm shocked, but not really. <laughs> uh, Both Iron Fist and Luke Cage were axed last month. Jessica Jones next. In a statement to the site, Netflix said in part, quote, we are tremendously proud of the show's last and final season, and although it's painful for the fans, we feel it's best to close this chapter on a high note, unquote. With the new Disney Plus streaming service looming, this leaves just two remaining Marvel shows on Netflix, Jessica Jones and The Punisher. Netflix added in their statement that all three existing seasons of the show will remain on the service for, quote, years to come and that the Daredevil character will, quote, live on in future projects for Marvel, unquote. Deadline's report claims that the classic creative differences have been blamed for the decision when it comes to the relationship between Netflix and Marvel TV. There's also said to be a factor of cost, given that the shows are expensive to produce for Netflix, considering that they don't own the series for themselves. 
Uh, rubbing salt in the wounds is the recent revelation that Daredevil's fourth season had already been planned out by the time the pitch went up to Netflix and the decision came back down. According to the show's co-executive producer and writer, Sam Ernst, these prospects of moving over to Disney+, Plus, at least with the current crew, are non-existent. The show isn't getting picked up. Ernst confirmed to a Twitter fan, any future stories for Daredevil will almost certainly be something different. Quote, Man, so weird to be in the Daredevil writer's room today, getting the news that we're canceled. On the walls were an entire season four laid out, and it was so fucking cool. So many moments we wanted the fans to see. Sigh, this business, unquote. Marvel execs were there too, just as stunned as we were, unquote. Sir Ernst wrote, confirming that the ill communication and quick decision making in the messy breakup between Marvel and Netflix, while Daredevil could potentially find some new stories on Disney's streaming service in the future, it'll be interesting to see how Jessica Jones and the Punisher finish out their contracts. Now they're effectively in lame duck seasons. Closure is likely coming. Mm. Is a, I mean, I, if they go to, they move the series over to, uh, not happening. That, that's not happening. There's no chance of that happening. The series yes. moving over. No, it is not happening. Okay, they're saying that if ne- if when Daredevil comes back, it'll be a whole new iteration, whatever that is, another show, a, a movie, a cartoon, whatever. But it won't be this, and it probably won't be the same actors. Definitely not. Wow, that really they're sucks. so good. That's the only one of the series so far that I really like. So I. I, I, Making the decision there, easy there's to cancel been Netflix. There's a, a lot of... Honestly. There's been a lot of uh, speculation out there as to... Because it is known that there is a big rift between Kevin Fige. That is how you pronounce it, by the way. That is correct. Feige. Fige. And Ike Perlmutter, which uh, Fige, of course, is in charge of the MCU, the movies... And Perlmutter is in charge of TV and Marvel Comics. And there is a big political rift between the two. Uh, If you're not familiar, Ike Perlmutter is a a good friend of Donald Trump and apparently has been, quote-unquote, helping with the the veterans. uh, uh, Veterans, what's what's the actual veterans uh, group? Uh, Yeah, with the actual... VA, Veterans that Association. administration? Then the administration. Uh, he and two others from Mar-a-Lago have been influencing in there. That's, that's, there's new. So Marvel and Ike Perlmutter is involved in this administration, and wow. VA doesn't like it. I thought it. I couldn't hate him anymore. So, hmm. yeah, there is a big gulf between the movies and the comic and TV shows. Andy, do you have any uh, Marvel and Pearl, comics and per- we can burn? And Perlmutter is yeah. more to the side of Perfect. what was happening at Netflix. He's definitely all the side of all the mm. stuff happening on regular television. Your and uh, humans, your Agents of Shield. That's all Perlmutter. Well, I mean, I he's put Perlmutter together some good stuff. Kind of stepped away from Agents of Shield because uh, it seemed like he's, Jess, nev- he's never really been hands on. Yeah, Jed Whedon was kind of more taking the reins on that one, Jed but he Whedon is in wife. charge of it. Jed Whedon, yeah, Joss Whedon's brother. Oh wow, I didn't know that. Joss Whedon and Jed Whedon are are both executive producers on Agents of Shield, but uh, Jed Whedon, his wife, and uh, there's a third person are basically the showrunners. Nice, they're they're the ones that you know keep the continuity and so forth. Oh, along. they're doing a great job. Keep it up. Yeah, well, they got this coming summer season and the summer after that. So, 
get so at least, keep, get keep a, at least two more seasons. I, I like a lot of what Netflix is doing. I, I don't like the fact that they lost Marvel, but uh, being, being that Coen Brothers thing was, was a Netflix exclusive that was made for Netflix. And they're pumping out exclusives left and right. Every time I turn on Netflix, it's a whole, oh, look at what else Netflix has now. Yeah. And, and a lot of it them. without any kind of yeah. like notice, you know, and head, head notice. Netflix yeah. goes, here's a thing. Yep. Enjoy it if it's your bag. And they're going to have Evangelion in the spring. Yes, they are. I finally don't have to uh, buy it. Yes, that's 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 a wonderful thing. If for those, obviously those that listen to Paul's show know how much Paul loves Evangelion, now is your chance to watch it. It's it is really good. I I, cool. I was able to get it through the Netflix discs thing, and that's is the it, thing still, people. Is it better than Pacific Rim though? Yes. Okay. <laughs> yes, <laughs> I, I can hands down say yes. <laughs> Weekend geek, yay! Speaking of CBS All Access, I still I'm about halfway through the Star Trek. I keep meaning to watch it so I can mm-hmm. cancel it. Yeah, huh. but, uh, yeah. So, so, so you're you the asshole yet now. now, not me. No, no, no. So you're going you on are. two months? Is that what you're, you're doing? <laughs> oh, I bet he's on four. I think he's got more months down than me. He just doesn't want to admit it. I do. <laughs> <laughs> Again, I'm so a fraud. You caught me. Star Trek, oh, oh, sorry, Star Trek diversity. Oh, <laughs> I'm a piece of shit. Hey, did you miss all that? Yeah. Oh, that's a shame. That was a good moment. Oh well, <laughs> I'll be all right. You'll be fine. You can listen on listen to it on Geek Shop. Yeah, when I when I do my uh, weekly listen. Yeah. <laughs> Marvel is fast tracking a movie based on Shang Chi. Oh, the master of kung fu. Yes, the Chinese superhero who made his comics debut in the December 1973 issue of. Special Marvel Edition number 15 by Steve Englehart and Jim Starlin. Marvel has already assigned Chinese-American screenwriter Dave Callahan to pen the script and is actively looking to recruit either an Asian or Asian-American director to get behind the camera for the project. Callahan co-wrote Wonder Woman 1984 with director Patty Jenkins and DC Comics legend Jeff Johns and has been tapped to write a sequel to the upcoming Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse and worked on both the 2014 Godzilla reboot and the soon-to-be-filming Zombieland 2. After a failed attempt to obtain the comic book rights to the popular Kung Fu TV series, Marvel Comics instead acquired the character Dr. Fu Manchu, Mm -hmm. the evil supervillain created by novelist Sax Romer in 1913, who became the personification of the racist Yellow Peril concept that Asian races were a threat to the West. Uh, Shang-Chi was an original Marvel creation and introduced as the secret son of Fu Manchu, with the comics making references to his father and other characters from the Romer series. The Fu Manchu connection, however, was eventually retconned when Marvel lost the rights to that character and was revealed that Fu Manchu was an alias for Shang-Chi's real fathers, the sorcerer Zhang Zhu. Uh, Shang-Chi became so instantly popular, and this was during the martial arts craze of the mid-70s, that martial, uh, that special martial, uh, must be an hour and a half in this. Yeah, (laughs) I was going to (laughs) say. The special Marvel editions title was changed two issues later to The Hands of Shang-Chi, Master of Kung Fu. Yep which ran for another 108 issues. There were a whole bunch of, of uh, martial art Marvel superheroes. This is one true. That, that was Everybody was Kung Fu fighting. There was a White Tiger. There was the Daughters of the Dragon. Iron Fist. 
the Iron Sons Fist. of the Tiger. Yep. Yeah. It, um, it 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 was a it was a real it was a real craze. It was and uh, Shang Chi is actually you know I mean except for the Fu Manchu thing, uh, which is as the kids say nowadays problematic. Mm. <laughs> but but Shang Chi was actually a, a great little concept. Yeah. They did a, a Shang Chi comic re, uh, a couple years ago. It was really weird. They they explored all sorts of different aspects of uh, kung fu ness. Yeah. Um, a, an interesting art style as well. It, it, I got a few issues of it, and then I just fell out because you know poverty. The master, if I'm remembering right, the Masters of Kung Fu, uh, uh, Chang Chi was uh, there was like secret agent stuff in the background going on. Yeah, too. yeah. I mean, it was it was definitely it's funny. Because they wanted the Kung Fu TV series, and they got Fu Manchu, but it, it, it's it's obvious that they were influenced by Bruce Lee. Right. And uh, Enter the Dragon, or uh, uh, whichever one where he's actually working as a secret agent type dude. I mean, that, that was the angle. So. And Bruce Lee, didn't Bruce Lee come up with the idea for uh, Kung Fu? Well. Sort of. Maybe it, it depends on it. who you talk to. Right? That's yeah. it's called the legend of kung fu. Yeah, because you can you can talk to you know uh, there are people who said before he died if you you could get David Carradine started talking about that and you get a different story. Mm. But so yeah, I, I guess according to Bruce Lee's camp, yeah, he developed a very similar concept that to kung fu that he was going to star in, and I guess pitched it to several American production companies and none of them chose to pick up and then suddenly you got Kung Fu with David Carradine. Mm-hmm. So it could it could just be one of those coincidences, you know, out in the zeitgeist and it just happened, but, you know, because I mean a lot of, t- uh, in the early days of Deep Space Nine, a lot of Babylon 5 fans accused Paramount oh, of stealing it because... This guy's still over here saying it. Because Straczynski <laughs> did meet time, with Paramount. Well, did, yeah. Straczynski did meet with Paramount, but according to the Star Trek production staff, they were already in the development phase for Deep Space Nine when Straczynski... And Straczynski himself said, hey, you know, it's probably just a coincidence. Mm. He never blamed them. But you he know, got I've, to go I've, forward. I've started the book 50-Year Mission. Mm-hmm. Which is one of those? It's a history of Star Trek from Next yeah. Generation on, but it's one of those the oral history of. So it's all based on snippets of interviews that are yes. put together to tell the full story, mashed up. Yep. So it's a massive book. I'm listening to it in audio. It's 34 hours long. Oof. So when I get to that part, I'll report back to you. Yeah, I have. I have the book. <laughs> I have the book leading up to Next Gen. I don't have the Next Gen one on. Because there's like, I think, if that's the same one I'm thinking of, it's multiple chapters. It's massive. So DC's uh, contribution, or his main uh, kung fu superhero, uh, was a member of the uh, Legion of Superheroes. Okay. Karate Kid. Was it now? Yes. In fact, when they made the Karate Kid movie, they had to get permission from DC to use the name. It's actually in, there's a little thank you in the credits. It's really funny. Oh, I never realized that. Yeah, it's what about tiny... Hong Kong Fui? That wasn't DC. I oh! I know, it was Hanna-Barbera. Boom! <laughs> wow! Fui on you! I was Woo! just 
shoot, sh- uh, throwing wax out. On, wax on, <laughs> wax I was throwing out other kung fu heroes. The comic ran until June 1983. Initially an unparalleled master of all forms of martial arts, Shang-Chi later gained the power to make duplicates of himself. Really? And has interacted over the years with the Avengers, the X-Men, Daughters of the Dragon, Spider-Man, The Thing, Iron Fist, and many others. He became an Avenger in 2012 during the Marvel Now relaunch and also appeared most recently in 2017's Secret Empire storyline. Uh, where and when Shang-Chi will make his screen debut remains to be seen, but seems it will play an important role in the MCU that it's going to look in many ways very different in the aftermath of Avengers 4. Mm. There will only be half as many people. <laughs> Have you seen some of the speculation on uh, Avengers 4? Nope. I just got to stay away from that stuff. Yeah. I've been trying to avoid it. I mean, there's some of them I've gotten... Yeah, I mean, I, they, they're included in other articles that I'm reading. So I'm like, yeah. I'm reading through, and I'm like, oh, there's another fan speculation, or it's, it's weird. It's, 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 yeah, to me, it's part of the problem with the too much fan speculation was part of the fanboy nuttiness of the Last yeah. Jedi. So right. So I just when I, now when I see that sort of thing, I used to be really into speculations and oh maybe this and maybe that. I know, but when people started getting married to it, they, I, I had to divorce myself. They yeah. they. They got too serious. It it right. it used to be fun. I made this whole thing about Snoke, and they took it away from me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Kieran Gillen, uh, writer behind The Wicked Plus The Divine, Star Wars, Darth Vader, and Stephanie Hans, who was part of Suicide Risk and Angela, Queen of Hell. Oh, good God! What did she tweet? Are releasing a new comic called Die, all capital letters. Die, as in twenty-sided die. Hmm. Die is a dark urban fantasy Galen often describes as goth Jumanji (laughs) in which a group of adult friends must confront a tragic secret from the past when a session of an addictive RPG went terribly wrong and unleashed an unearthly horror. Lit RPG, folks! Die builds upon Gillen's experiences growing up around Dungeons and Dragons and his affinity for the game's more shadowy effects. Here, six friends suddenly disappear late one night in 1991 while playing a tabletop RPG game. Their vanishing becomes an unsolved town mystery, but two years later, they strangely reappear over 50 miles from their homes, forever marked by a bizarre journey into the game's dimension. Now, in 2018, the trauma and tragedy have come back, and the grown-up gang must confront an evil presence conjured from the first impressionable session. The series is inspired by the original unfinished 80s Dungeons & Dragons cartoon as Gillen pondered whatever happened to those kids after they got sucked into the fantasy kingdom. I thought it sounded a little bit like the cartoon Quote, they actually got home in the final episode, which was never filmed, but it got me thinking about how that experience would have changed their life and what they'd be like as a bunch of 40-somethings. The world we create in Die is informed by everything which lead into the emergence of role-playing games, but we also wanted it to be its own iconic mythology you can lose yourself in. The Eisner Award-nominated writer adds, Kay, I can, I can see it just... Yeah, he's, he's throwing away three notebooks when we get home. <laughs> yes. No! I've actually been sitting talking to the gaming group, no! asking them questions like, if you were to find yourself blank, and blank were to happen, they, you know, they've been ta- we've been talking about stuff, and... <sighs> All right, I guess next idea. 
There's no reason why yours still can't give through. This yeah. this is it's not like this is a completely original idea. Well, I mean, I, the Dungeons and Dragons cartoon is itself. This is just that sure. forty years later. But I mean, it's just like, ugh, that just that ah. And from the looks of things, the RPG looks to be more uh, gothic horror RPG. Yeah. Well, I wasn't going to. Uh, well, I was. I wasn't going to use Dungeons and Dragons specifically. Sure, but part of the hook was the the one guy. Who you know, my character, uh, was actually developing his own game system, and then shit, shit went to fuck, and yeah. weird stuff happened. I, I say I stop talking about it, and I think you should still run with that. Yeah, and Don't there's another I, part I think, where I, I think your version is a wholly original idea of your own, well, and GM. your voice can well. make it its own thing. Aside from this, sniff, sniff. Uh, I think um, this comic comes out this week. By the way, it's funny. Um, I uh, followed a link to some uh, anthology solicitation for submissions because I wanted to check their guidelines and listed in there. It's starting to happen. The guy actually writes, no lit RPG. Oh, really? Yeah, so it's starting Yeah. <laughs> wow. in terms of, I don't want to see that shit. It's very funny. Did you see, uh, uh, there's a meme there where somebody, somebody painted a Ouija board on their living room floor? No. It's like it's beautifully painted Ouija board oh on the God, floor. Yeah. And it's like, oh, this is great until your your Roomba summons a demon. <laughs> yes! <laughs> yeah, that was, that was pretty funny. <laughs> that's, that's good. Another tangential, but that one actually is yeah, nice. Yeah, I accept. It, it, it's funny, too, because you just... It was sort of related. You, you don't demons. even think about it until you read it, and then you're like, oh, wait, that's a Roomba over there, and it's funny. <laughs> I love it. Uh, a little sadness, uh, Stephen Hin- Hillenberg, the animator known for creating Nickelodeon SpongeBob SquarePants, has passed away at the age of 57. Hillenberg didn't start off wanting to be an animator. His career path was in marine biology, as he earned degrees from both Humboldt State University and Orange County Marine Institute. Uh, with a natural talent for illustrating, he would write and illustrate stories about the creatures of the sea for teaching purposes. In the end, those creatures would turn into people of Bikini Bottom. Between 1993 and 1996, he wrote and directed episodes of Rocco's Modern Life at Nickelodeon. His position at the Kid Friendly Network was where he would pitch Sponge Boy Ahoy about a gung-ho yellow sea sponge and his friends. SpongeBob premiered on May 1st, 1999 and has been going strong ever since. Oh. I what? I I I thought I mean, he's square. So I always thought the the fake sponges you buy to use in your kitchen to clean shit. I never thought. I never ever went to see. Never sponge. occurred to you see oh, sponge. Yeah. I wow. never ever thought about that. It's, That's funny. Uh, it's real. You know what? I grew up on Long Island, which has a real deep fishing tradition, and uh, certainly went out fishing and stuff. And we even had sea sponges, but I never ever make that connection my mind never ever goes there wow can you learn something yeah wow all i heard was 20 minutes later (laughs) (laughs) uh you've seen there's a there's fan speculation out there that the they're all mutants because it's bikini bottom where bikini atoll was and they fan speculation Mm -hmm. it's very you know i still kind of like it (laughs) Also, Gloria Katz, 
the screenwriter known for co-penning Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom and Howard the Duck has passed away at the age of 76. Katz's collaboration with George Lucas began in 1973's American Graffiti, whose script she co-wrote. The film was such a smash hit that Lucas asked Katz to do an uncredited polish of his script for Star Wars. Katz's other writing credits include Lucky Lady from 75, French Postcards from 79, Best Defense from 84, and Radio Land Murders from 1994. Uh, I love hmm. Lucky Lady. That was a, Which one is that? That was with Burt Reynolds, Gene Hackman, Liza Minnelli, and wow. their bootleggers. Wow. And it is actually a fun movie. Um, uh, You watch that, you're going to see tons of 70s character actors where you're like, oh, him, oh, her, oh, them. And it's a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun. I really enjoyed Radio Land Murders. I thought it was a a fun movie. Hmm. And it had Brian Benben from Dream on it, so... As part of the reason I went to go see it initially. Is that a... Not a realizing it was... What? Is that a Woody Allen film? No. It's a George no. Lucas film. George Lucas, Lucas film. It was, I, it was the, were, I think it's the last thing he directed before the long hiatus that was yeah, episode it, one. That mm. was that was him stepping away from everything to, quote, work on the new trilogy. Mm. Um, <laughs> I, love the, I love the air quotes. <laughs> air quotes on work on. <laughs> if you want to call it that. Uh, <laughs> to work on. I don't know. I just, I, it was a fun show and it was like, oh, George Lucas and Brian Benben and I do like some Benben. These, and so it was like, yeah, why not? I'll go see it. And I ended up really enjoying it. You know, I'll watch it anytime it comes on too. I'll, I don't know if it's even available on Blu-ray. I know it was on DVD for a while. But. Jay's a, he is a Radio Land Murders fiend. Not a fiend. No, you but don't, I do no. enjoy it quite a bit. Oh, okay. He has a T-shirt. He has. Do oh, you have the T-shirt? Maybe. <laughs> Warner Brothers has begun developing a film focused on Jamie Reyes, the third character to carry the Blue Beetle mantle. The Mexican-American teenager Reyes was introduced in 2006. And after stumbling upon the scarab containing the Blue Beetle's powers, became a DC Comics mainstay with his own solo series. The best defense card in Marvel. I mean, Marvel. <laughs> DC, DC Deck. <laughs> the best defense card. Rock and roll. Gareth uh, Dunnett Alcosier, uh, whose credits include the upcoming remake of Scarface at Universal Pictures, has been tapped to script the film. I'll make uh, movies that don't need to be remade for a 500, Alex. <laughs> Scarface has already been remade. Dude. I know. The original the, the original was, what, from the 40s? Something yeah. like right? that. 30s, 40s, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Your cockroach. First introduced in Infinite Crisis number five, Reyes had some very big shoes to fill in the DC universe as he was replacing the recently deceased fan favorite Blue Beetle, Ted Kord. Created- I guess his defense card didn't work. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> wow! I like the whole. <laughs> Too soon, Matt. Too soon. Too soon. Oh, oh, Jesus, Matt! That was actually good. <laughs> Created by Keith Giffen, John Rogers, and Cully Hammer, Raya's origin story altered the Blue Beetle mythos to make the Scarab an alien artifact. In time, he became a trusted ally, ally to Cord's best friend, Booster Gold, and a valued member of the Teen Titans, the Justice League, and the Justice League International. 
With the events of DC Rebirth, the Scarab's origin was again altered to make it magical. But Reyes remained tied to it, along working on working alongside his now-resurrected predecessor, Ted Kord. In addition to his 12-year comic book history, Jamie Reyes has been a major presence in other DC Comics-based media, including the live-action series Smallville and the animated series Batman the Brave and the Bold and Young Justice Invasion and more. So, so blue, they ma- get a they, Blue Beetle movie. They've changed it from magical or from technological to magical. Yes. Yeah. And back again. And back. Yeah. Was Matt then? Yeah, okay. Tech, uh, then magic. But because uh, I was watching one of the the Teen Titans DC animated that's the the full on movies, and he's in there, and it's the technological. It's the in fact it, part of the 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 character is that he's constantly fighting the AI, trying to teach the AI that. You know, sometimes when he says things, it doesn't have the literal meaning. Alexa! Yeah, right. <laughs> Wouldn't that be great if you had the habit of going, ah, blast it! <laughs> I haven't read the Reyes Blue Beetle stuff at all, but I was a big fan of Blue Beetle in Justice League International oh, during boy. its semi-comic phase with yeah. Guy Gardner and Booster Gold and all that. I really love the character in that. Mm-hmm. So, it was great. Uh, the The... One of the sad things about the whole uh, Ted Cord defense failing is... Uh, <laughs> he got better. <laughs> is him and Booster Gold, th- that was a really well-written relationship. It was one of the best comic pairings uh, of its time, actually, in superheroes. It was really just great. And when they offed Ted to make room for Jamie, it was just like, damn it. So, but uh, Jamie is an interesting character. So, Booster Gold is just one of those weird, yeah, characters. That I, I like I, Booster Gold though. I love I, the I love the original concept because you know yeah. I would do that, right? I would I would totally steal a flight ring and a force field belt and a few other tchotchkes and then go back in time to make a mint. Right, and, and and sell space on your uniform yeah. to various corporations. Yeah. Sometimes yeah. the character is 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 intriguing enough that I'll keep reading. But a lot of times when Booster Gold's in the comics, he's just he's, he's a just goof, a goof, yeah. and you're just like, well, I can't. You got to know how. And that was one of the reasons why the pairing was so good because they would write him very well against Blue Beetle, and okay. and the character became more substantial that way. So, uh, and also. Um, Ancillary note trivia: The owl from uh, Watchmen. Watchmen is based on Blue Beetle. Night owl. To the point. To the point that uh, his uh, what? Oh shit! What the hell is his the owl ship, ship called? Yeah, it, it actually it's named after like a Greek owl thing or something. Hermes or something, isn't it? Some, I forget what, but um, I think it's Bubo. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, deep but, but that actually, uh, that actually kind of resembles the beetle ship that Ted Cord had. Yeah, well, the yeah, I mean, we've gone over it before, but all the Watchmen are the yeah, Charleston, the Charleston, Charleston superheroes that they yeah. they got the rights to, and mm-hmm. Alan Moore had this great idea from him. He said, "Yeah, it's a great idea, but we're not going to do this with his characters. We just bought. Screw you." Yeah, well, not screw you, yeah, but yeah, it was like this is fantastic, but we don't want to permanently do this to those characters so let's just redo it 
Yeah. The Tony Award winning Harry Potter and the Cursed Child. The play by Jack Thorne that serves as a sequel to J.K. Rowling's best-selling series of novels is now the highest-grossing non-musical production in Broadway history. <laughs> a feat it achieved in less than a year. Wow. Cursed Child, the story of an adult Harry Potter and his son, Albus Severus, arrived in previews on Broadway in March after a successful run in London's West End and held its official Broadway premiere at the Lyric Theater on April 22nd. As of last weekend, the play has earned nearly $75.8 million at the box office. What did it beat out? The previous non-music record holder, War Horse, took almost two years to hit the $75 million mark. Wow. That means the production has been raking in about $2 million per week since it arrived on Broadway. Now, keep in mind, it is a two-part story, and it's staged over two nights, which means every attendee has to purchase two tickets. Oh. Still, with those conditions in place, it's an impressive feat for Cursed Child, ranking in huge numbers in a field in which the general public is usually much more fascinated with musicals. Yeah. The play has also fared well in the awards circuit, earning six Tony Awards over the summer and a record nine Olivier Awards last year. Wow. All, All this means that more productions across the U.S. are likely, so if you can't make it to Broadway... There's a good chance Harry Potter and the Cursed Child will one day come to you. That's, uh, I I didn't even know that wasn't a musical. I just, when I heard it, I just assumed it would be. Because, you know, why wouldn't it be? <laughs> right? But no, it's a stage play. And that was the, the really cool conceit of it. I liked that idea that you had to devote two evenings to mm-hmm. see the whole story. Part one was one night, part two was the next night, and they alternated Right through the week. That's like that's like those character flips where the act two yeah. main mm-hmm. actors will change parts. So, because of the success of this, I'm curious if other Broadway shows will attempt this two night spectacular kind of thing. Oh boy! Yeah, they they're will. Gonna, they're going to pro- probably be a touring version that is condensed into one or something abridged i doubt it. i think even the touring ones will do that they'll be here for multiple nights you're afraid they're part gonna... one part two this night part one this night part two this night. you heard him here scoops mm. uh, uh monkeys <laughs> you're... scoop monkeys scumpies neapolitan monkeys um you're fired <laughs> <laughs> so you're afraid they're gonna go hobbit with all the all the broadway productions now just stretch out the whole thing to make it Two or three. Yep. I don't think they'll do it on all of them because that is quite a financial thing to invest. Because this is Harry Potter, they can get away with it a lot easier. Mm-hmm. But I wouldn't be surprised if like some Disney ones do it. Ones that are like, people are going to see this no matter what. Let's make act one this length and this way. Then we can do the whole story and not condense it. Right. So you don't think they'll like start when there's a, you know, a long intermission? Because it's a longer one, they you don't think they're going to try splitting those into two nights then, like a play that has a really long first I, and second act. I, I don't think they'll do that, but I wouldn't be surprised if shows that were like, uh, this is this script is too long. It's a three and a half hour show. We need to cut the script dramatically. Mm-hmm. Now I think they have the option of going. We can do the script over two nights. Mm-hmm. And then also the Toy Story, uh, Toy Story Live uh, mu- uh, musical, <laughs> right? And, and again, do three parts. I think they can only do this with established, pre-fanned brands like Harry right. Potter, a brand new mu- plays by 
unknown playwright is not going to be able to pull this off unless the play is just so spectacular you must see it. Because Angels in America is two plays, but they did them separately. But yeah, so yeah. Pedestroika, y'all. Do we have time for more? I do have time for one more. Streaming service CBS All Access. <laughs> you bastard. <laughs> Go ahead, Todd. This this actually goes back a few weeks. Announced that it has ordered two seasons of Star Trek Lower Decks, a uh. half-hour animated comedy aimed at adults from creator Mark McMahon, uh, from Rick and Morty, and the ever-popular TNG Season 8 Twitter account and book, and executive producer Alex Kurtzman, who's been overseeing this Trek franchise on TV since the launch of Star Trek Discovery last year. The series will focus not on the bridge of some powerful Federation starship, but on the support crew of a very unimportant ship as they go about their daily lives. Quote, Mike won our hearts with his first sentence. I want to do a show about the people who put the yellow cartridge in the food replicator so bananas can come out the other end. His cat's name is Riker. His son's name is Sagan. The man is committed. Kurtzman said, according to the deadline, to deadline. In addition, I like that. Right? There's something to it. In addition to his work on the TNG Season 8 Twitter account, McMahon also had a lot of credibility in the animated comedy department. He served as head writer on Rick and Morty, winning an Emmy in the process, and just recently landed an order for Solar Opposites, the animated sci-fi comedy at Hulu he co-created with Justin Roiland. Lower Decks joins Discovery, the tie-in series Short Treks, and the upcoming Jean-Luc Picard series in the growing all-access lineup of Star Trek shows on the small screen. Tell me about this Twitter account. I don't remember that. I, I haven't joined it. I don't know. Okay, so it's not like it's not like a book in the in the form of a bunch of tweets. It, my guess is that seeing similar accounts like this, this is the because Star Trek: The Next Generation ended with season seven. Mm-hmm. So this is the further adventures in season eight with probably a very heavy brick and morty comedy style of the stories as they go on. So it's 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 a writer exercise when it okay. comes down to it. Stories told on Twitter. I liked I mean when when it was announced a while back, I, I really liked the concept. Um you know it's it's not as serious as the the lower decks episode of like Next Generation where you focus on, you know, crew members that are, you know, the actual ones that physically run the ship day-to-day right. versus just the the captain and the first officer and you know the command crew up on the bridge it was a lot more interesting i thought when we when i started at star trek the experience that was the episode that every cast member had to watch as part of training they would show it to you okay and so because that's who you were in star trek the experience for the most part nobody all that important you're the guy that comes in, it sits down at the con or ops console right. when the leads have to go off on an away mission. Yep, and yep. puts the yellow cartridge in the yep. replicator for the banana taste. <laughs> I love that because that's an original series reference. That's really cool. It um, uh, It's funny. I thought of John Scalzi's Red Shirts, which... Uh, Great novel. Yeah, yeah. It was just with, like... With the Jonathan Colton theme song for it. Babylon Five yeah. did something like that too. Did they? Yeah, they were taught. They were um, 
focusing on like two um, welders, I want to say, uh, salvage crew, I guess. Oh, and yeah. there was a battle happening outside with all the main characters, but they were just on these two. It's like, oh, we need repairs and the Zocalo yeah. or shit like that. It was pretty cool. I like that one. I love that. My Little um, Pony did that for the hundredth episode. <laughs> They focused and on the welders. Nobody cares. <laughs> no. Uh, Damage crew. Sorry. There we go. Damage crew. They had uh, all the background characters that are walking around that all the fans have named like like Dr. Hooves and the Derpy. Um, <laughs> Dr. Hooves. <laughs> the, 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 the main six, spelled M-A-N-E, the main six are having a battle I love it. that's in the background and you're focused on the, 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 all the background characters are in the foreground for that episode. I love the, I, I love the whole this show from another perspective yeah. episodes that's so yeah this is this is a fun idea they're they're trying cbs all access wants well, to do trek all year you know what we got to do is make friends with jeff uh convince me to sign up for all access again and then have viewing parties <laughs> Hey, no, Jeff, no, no, Are you no, going to sign no. up for All Access so we can all come over and watch all that no. stuff? No. You don't have to. I have it. I wasn't. <laughs> do, no. <laughs> I, was, I was saying we need to, uh, we need to film the, the, the dudes on the strip when Godzilla attacked Las Vegas. Mm. Yep. And we'd just be running around and, oh, shit. And, uh, <laughs> you know, and it's like you never see a thing, right? We'll, we'll occasionally send in a little Godzilla. And you know, drop some dust from the ceiling. Oh shit, no! You know, just so yeah. clover Car flips by. So Cloverfield, Cloverfield, yeah, yeah, yeah. budget, yeah, uh, or Cloverfield. No, because we don't do shaky cam unless you guys want to. Well, you see the creature in Cloverfield. If, if you hand the camera to me, it will be. Shaky you don't cam. see a lot of it, but yeah. You, <laughs> and you see the, the 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 army try to take it out, but mm. yeah. So of course that'd be fun if we actually were like mic'd up for a video show and the attack happens and somewhere in there I go to bathroom and I don't turn off my mic. <laughs> I did that like, to Jeff like, one time, gang. Oh, did you? It was it's gross. true. <laughs> yeah, he wasn't recording, but he was uh, listening the whole he time. He was listening. To, <laughs> it was. Well, uh, I turned it down so that I didn't have to listen. <laughs> okay, didn't have to listen to his vitamin-rich urine stream. <laughs> okay. <laughs> He's, he says that, but he turned it up. <laughs> he I think he did it intentionally because he had probably just recently watched The Naked Gun from the Files of Police Squad. And he's like, well, Frank Drebin got away with it. He took the know. mic off his off his lapel. There you and go. Here, use my lapel. Right, right, right in the bowl. Clip yeah, it, really. Clip to that useless little fold in the front of your the little, little hole in the front yeah. of your underwear. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Useless little hole. I use the hole. Yeah. Who doesn't use the hole? Nobody uses the hole. Use Everyone the uses hole. the hole. Nobody. Wait a second. Nobody right? threads their penis through the hole in no, the front no, of the no. underwear. I gotta wait, agree wait, with wait. Andy on this one. I don't use the hole either. Wait, wait, wait. Do you guys wear boxers or whitey tighties? I wear boxer briefs. Yeah. Same here. Boxers. Okay. I wear regular boxers. I wear boxer briefs. Okay. Maybe that's why. Yeah. Boxers. It's boxer a lot holes. easier. Yeah. It's great. But then again. I hold my dick when I'm peeing. With both hands. Yeah. It's not Jeff. <laughs> I put both my hands on my waist. <laughs> what do you hold? Write to us. Comments <laughs> at UglyCowShow.com. And I want to thank another thank you to Scully for the gifts. Yeah. yeah thank, thank you, man. It's yes. cool. 
And very Flinging cool. Monkey Scoop for first season of The River. Thank you so very much. Yeah, that's cool. Down by the river. Well, we'll have to have a viewing party. In a van. Yeah. Down by the river. <laughs> and until next week, I am Master Torgo. 80s Jeff. Commander K. Fact Check Dandy. We'll talk to you next week in Geeks. Whoa! What? You, well, but, dude! You, you cut off the... the that's the, fine. Who are you? That's <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fine. No, fuck you. He, this is my last show. <laughs> fuck you. Yeah, he, fuck he closed you. the what Canadian the hell? Yeah, I know. What? That's fine. That's fine. I, I, I was riding. I was a peg of <laughs> I, 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 was, I was waiting for the first pause. Maple Leaf Matt. <laughs> and I forget that Matt tends to pause before he turn. So I just went ahead with it. Oh, my God. I'm so sorry. <laughs> wow. I mean, you. That you, was what an asshole. Yeah. <laughs> you cut him off. <laughs> He hey, was. Hey, my key doesn't work on the front door anymore. What's up with that? <laughs> Damn. I feel terrible. Wow. I mean, he he was all ready to speak into his drinking cup and everything. And I'm just... sorry, Matt. I'm so sorry. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> oh, I need more tentacles. See, see, see. Now you can't. Now you can't edit all that out because we have that at the end. He can edit stuff out of the middle. He's smart. <laughs> <laughs> what is this editing magic? Life. No, uh, see. Finds, finds a way. way. Yeah. See, see what the fans will hear is why is he telling Torgo to fuck you? Why is he oh, saying fuck you to that Torgo? That would be great. Damn it. That'll be awesome. He's going to turn around and make, it, make you look like the <laughs> asshole. <laughs> That's easy to do, though. That's I, easy to I do. could take, just put it in there, and then just have him put. Yeah, I could just switch those around. Ooh, <laughs> going to be a fun time. Oh, my God. Dance, monkey, dance. It doesn't that bother me. Funny. You do whatever you like. You yeah. know what? You know what? I will keep the original, but I'm going to put the edited version right here. Amazing. And until next week, I am Master Torgo. 80s Jeff. Commander K. Fact check Dandy. Fuck you. Whoa. Fuck you. <laughs> this is my last show. <laughs> Fuck you. Wow. Fuck you. Oh, yeah. you're recording? God damn it. What? <laughs> Son of a bitch. Shut your ignorant mouth. Fuck you. Fuck you. Fuck, 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 fuck you. Fuck, 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 fu